the Cross the Streams podcast. Cross the Streams. There's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive. I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Tony from the Cross the Streams podcast. You're listening to episode three. And I got my boy Cooley. What's going on, dude? Yo, it's good. Uh, nothing much, man. Uh, still stuck in quarantine, man. <laughs> dude, living that isolation life, <laughs> killing it. Hell yeah! Or, or as I like to call it, life. Yeah, man. This is this is the new normal, man. I, uh, I've been I've been drinking more than I should be <laughs> because I'm just home all the time and. Oh, there's like nothing to do. So it's just like, I, I, I like to think of it as finally drinking what I should be drinking. Yeah. Yeah. As that's a good point, man. Be. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's weird, man. It's just like, this is one of those odd times where I realize when I do go out, it's to go to the grocery store and I, I look like a fucking mortal combat character getting groceries. Um, or Bro, I've used, I've used a quarter of a tank of gas since March 13th. <laughs> that's mad frugal <laughs> for for perspective for perspective it is now may 3rd so from march 13th to may 3rd i've used a quarter of a tank of gas that's unprecedented unprecedented yeah man good for you i've had to fill up twice but i've also been doing you know more grocery runs than i'm comfortable with but also being super protective um, using the right, you know, set of skills, a particular set of skills. <laughs> I'm literally, <laughs> I have a particular set of skills when I go to the grocery store. Um, I, I put on my, my sub-zero <laughs> mask and whatever. And then I, I get my groceries. I wear gloves. Um, you know, I've, I've been taking drives to my uh my grandmother's house who lives on the water and it's like there's no one at her house right now so like i don't have to be bothered by anybody but i can still enjoy the ocean in like you know an isolated area um i've been doing these like birthday parades which is like i was telling you about this earlier you meet up with like a bunch of people in a parking lot which seems like the exact opposite of what you want to be doing this time but you all stay in your car um and you basically text one another like we're here and then you basically follow each other past the house of the person whose birthday it is like honking your horns and saying like happy birthday and that i've done two of those you know per my wife did you request. have to get out of your car and leave presents no well there was one so we did like a drive-by thing where you there were no guns involved but you basically hold like a like a bag outside and you hand it to the person, but that person is wearing a mask and gloves. You're wearing gloves and that's it. And it's like for a split second. And then you're like, see you later. Happy birthday. And you just drive off. And usually the two times we've done that. And it was like a millisecond. We were protected. We took the gloves off, use hand sanitizer anyway. And that was it, you know, and that, and that, that's it. You know, it's like a millisecond of see you later. You know, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those, this like the new thing people are doing. I would rather just send a video to somebody and be like, happy birthday, but I'll mail the present to you. But it's something about just driving leave the by. present on the porch and back away. 
<laughs> yeah, but, but you know what it is though? <laughs> you know what it is though? It's like it, it's basically like um it's just it's so sketchy. Like we're, we're, I think people just do it because they want to get out of the house. <laughs> That's really what it is. Like I I need to go for a drive. And I I thought of this the other day. Dude, you know what? Like when you get takeout or you have like delivery because we've had we've had delivery and every time i have delivery i think of that scene from home alone where i just want to be like leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here (laughs) (laughs) yes keep the change you filthy animal (laughs) so so that's yeah man that's that's life right now, brother. That's what it is. And we're mm-hmm. doing this podcast remotely. Yep. So, dude, we're going to do, we're doing a sci-fi episode today. We're going to be yep. talking about uh, sci-fi stuff that we stream, that we watch. Um, and you told me to check out, uh, last episode, you wanted me to check out uh, Altered Carbon, which I did check it out. Yes. Um, so what questions do you have for me? <laughs> I mean, I've watched the entire season, so the more appropriate question is, what questions do you have for me? Because you're, what, three episodes in, four episodes in? About four episodes in. Um, I, you know, at first, man, it was just like, it was really trippy. It, and I texted you about this. It kind of reminded me right off the bat of Demolition Man, you know, just, and the only similarity was that, like, they've been on ice for how many years? I mean, obviously, in Altered Carbon, right. he's been on ice for... 251 years where you know in demolition man stallone was on ice for like i think it was like 25 years or 30 years something like that yeah but but i mean that's the only the only similarity that i mean but there's a lot of differences you know there's the whole thing about they call them sleeves is like what the new body that you're fitting into you basically Mm -hmm. take the consciousness which is saved on like a zip drive <laughs> basically that they Im- a stack that, yeah that you put into somebody's vertebrae and like you yes. know they, it transfers their consciousness so i mean i yeah, think it's basically alien technology i don't know if you picked that up like but it's yeah. alien technology that they had discovered and they were able to like you know figure out how to use it in order to make humans basically immortal um mm-hmm. unless the stack is destroyed which is the only way you can achieve what they call true death Right. Um, which, you know, it's a, you know, that's the thing. That's, that's what it's all about. I found it. I find that whole concept of being immortal interesting, but also somewhat disturbing to me. Like, I'm not saying like, I mean, yeah, you don't necessarily want to die. You, 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 the, the concept of living forever is definitely intriguing and it's really like Highlander esque, but it was like, I don't know. I, th- I, th- I just felt it, the altered carbon was interesting, but it's so dark, you know, it, it's this, mm. it's a very dark world, dark existence, d- a lot of depression involved, dark thoughts, you know, everybody's like, I just feel like it's a very sad world that they're living in where no one's dying. It seems overpopulated. Um, you don't really know who anybody really is. Cause they're, they're kind of like, they could be in a different sleeve. There was this really, really disturbing part. Um, that Becca happened to be watching like the first part of an episode with me. And it's when, uh, the main character, 
walks out into like the lobby, I guess, or whatever he is or the, for the first time. And there's this woman there who's like waiting for something. And this other like older woman who's got to be in like her forties or fifties walks out and basically says her mother's name. And then she's like, she's like, Oh my God, is that you? And then you realize that it's a seven year old who died but her consciousness was put into the body of like a 40 year old woman. And they basically there, they basically, she's like, Oh, well, what, it, why, why is she in this, this sleeve, whatever. And they're like, Oh, well, that's the warranty you purchased. If you don't like the sleeve, then you have to buy another one. And it's like, yeah. And like, that just was so fucking disturbing to me. Like you have a seven year old who has barely grasped the concept of being seven and she's thrown into the body of a 40-year-old, probably doesn't understand anything about her body. She's already starting to be old and start to kind of like you start to kind of, you know, at, when you're 40 years old, like you start to feel like those aches and pains, I guess, that start to set in, you know, if you're not taking really good care of yourself. And it's like Yeah, I'm no doctor, so I can't really comment on this one hundred percent and be real about it, but I mean, I'm assuming like at 46, like, I mean, there's probably like menopause and fucking. Well, that's what I'm uh, thinking. Like, like shit like that, that they have to deal with. They, like, she's already going through the change, but she ain't even had her first period yet. And it's like, well, yo. that's the, yeah, that's the thing. And that whole thing that whole, it was dude. And, and that, that whole segment was probably 10 seconds, but it's it's been fucking with me for like a week. And I don't, I, it just, dude, it really, I, it really like, uh, it really like upsets me. <laughs> like, right. But, but it's like little things like that, like that particular scene that lit and that shit never happens again, but it's little things like that, that really kind of ground the series in, in its own, in its own little reality. Right. Like, yeah, man, where you can, where you can watch this thing and it's like, they have such like little minute details like that that kind of like make it more real and more more disturbing and more more pungent than you know your average sci-fi series like it, it's not just the story that's in front of you there's stories that are happening all around that story like and you may never see the middle or ending of those stories as you see the beginning or maybe you're seeing the ending of another story but like you see all these little things interconnect and come together and that's to me that's what makes this series great is that it has so many little details you know it really does i mean and i i did not expect um oh man i'm, I'm looking it up right now and i should have been uh, more prepared for this but um i didn't expect to see one of the actors in it right away his name is uh will young lee He's actually like the Asian guy. Um, who, oh yeah, yeah. Which which one though? Because there's two. There's two. There were two. Well, he's there the were guy. Two Asian guys that he was. He was the well. It's it's in the it's in like the first two episodes. He has like a flashback and like this guy's in like the middle of like a forest where it's like snowing. I don't know if you remember. Right, so that. is this wait? So is is he the one that was the guy that was uh, you know working with uh, like the, the chick at the beginning? The yeah. Or is he or is he the guy? That, yeah. The, or was he the guy that was with the chick at the beginning in her apartment? Like when they raided him? No, no. Him? It, 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 I don't think it was the guy at the beginning. It was it's the other dude. Um, All right. Because he's also um, a, a main character in the show, The Good Doctor. And I was right, like, so, 
And I was like, oh, crazy. Like, I didn't expect to see him in this. And he's actually a really good actor. So here's the thing. This is that this conversation that we just had trying to determine exactly which Asian dude you're talking about for one character. Like, this is the reason why I said, like, when you start watching this, like, you have to be able to watch it and, like, sit down and pay attention to it. It's not something that you can kind of, uh, you know, look away from the screen and try and do something else or, like. This isn't something that you can just play in the background. Like you have to be paying attention to it because. Oh no, you, you do. Yeah. If you take your eyes off it and then look back up like five minutes later, you're like, "What the fuck is going on right now? This, this is this has completely well, lost me." Uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing. I because I, because I knew it wasn't the same dude at the beginning because I would have recognized him. Because then when I saw him, when I saw this other guy, I was like, "Oh, that's the dude from the Good Doctor." You know. So, mm-hmm. and I, I like him. I think he's a great actor or a good actor. So I, you know, I I think it was good to see him in there. Um, I, the other dude, um, he's one of the main characters who's hiring this guy. His name's, uh, James Purefoy. Um, he plays oh, Lawrence yeah, yeah, Bancroft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was actually in a show a couple of years back with, uh, Kevin Bacon called the following. He was the villain. Right. Um, he's actually an interesting character. I haven't really learned too much about him yet, but, uh, I feel like there's something off with this dude. Definitely. He's got more money than anybody should have. Um, yeah, it's weird the, because like his character here is very similar to the character that he plays in the following. The following, yeah. Um, definitely threw me off too. I didn't expect to see him walk out in one scene like ass naked, with like his like shit right <laughs> on screen. I was like, oh, all right, cool, man. They just want us to see like his whole sleeve. So <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> so you know, whatever. I mean, it was, but it's interesting, man, because. It really just like in this show, it's like it's the new normal for people to, you know, <laughs> like they're walking by this guy's like he's getting a tour of this guy's facility. And there's these like holograms of sleeves. And there's this girl who's like <laughs> this like hologram of a sleeve. She is, you know, she's speaking and she says, you know, do your do yourself a favor and, and treat yourself <laughs> But do you want your wife to be in this sleeve? And it's like, oh, it's fucking weird, man. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, it's like Jesus, dude. Christ. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. Like they they literally like. So the coolest thing about the show is that it's not just like, oh, you can transfer your consciousness to another no. body, and like this is the story of Joel Kinnaman's character, and blah blah. blah. But no, like they really fucking did some thinking about what it would actually be like if you could transfer your consciousness to another body and avoid death. Like the, the psychology behind it is, is very deep in, in the show. It's, it's just very, to me, it's very well done. It's a very well crafted reality, like where you have a world with its own rules and its own, its own Bible that it follows and it follows it to a T. So you never feel like it's, you never feel like it's fantasy because nobody ever fucks up. Mm. Like there's plenty of shit going on around it to ground it. You know what I mean? And it's just like, wow, this like you, you start to fucking wonder like, wow, this really could happen one day. Even though like I know for a fact, well, I don't know for a fact because who knows fucking million years from now, who knows what could happen. But right now this shit ain't happening. This shit ain't something I'm going to see in my lifetime. Um, but, but the, uh, but the way that they present it makes it feel possible. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree, man. It's, it's definitely, 
an interesting show that made me feel disturbed, made me feel interested. Um, definitely had a, a really crazy sci-fi aspect to it. It's almost like I feel like you could get lost. Like, there's so many situations where I felt like it was a a virtual reality within a virtual reality within a virtual reality. Like, keep watching because it actually it it actually does more of that. <laughs> yeah, it was like super confusing at one point because I was like, wait a second, he took like these drugs. But then he put this like contact lens over his eye where he was seeing things that weren't there. Then he was in like this hotel, which was like a digital environment that wasn't really there. And then like these people that were tracking him came in. And then there was that guy who was like the, he was like the, the bellhop or whatever, like basically had these fucking like machine guns come out of the ceiling and take out everybody. And that was pretty badass. I mean, it, but it's, it's very, very interesting. Um, and that guy was like, Oh, I've been in, I've been waiting for a customer for like 400 years or something <laughs> ridiculous, you know, and I finally got one, you know, and it's like, it's, it's yeah. And it, that it's, yo, it's kept my interest. Po. Yeah. Poe. He's the, uh, he's the, uh, the artificial intelligence behind the, uh, the hotel that he's staying yes. in. And that character is, will quickly become one of your favorites like because he's fucking so he's so creepy but at the same time he's like super fucking nice and like you just feel like really like like you become attached to this dude like you just you know you just want him to succeed and and what even though he's an artificial intelligence you know what i mean yeah no he's definitely one of my, one of the characters that stuck stuck out to me and he would probably had less screen time than anybody <laughs> so you know, but he's so, so he's so creepy because he's a he's definitely a fucking stalker. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, like when he shows up and he's like, "Hey man, don't let anybody into my fucking room again." <laughs> I was like, That's awesome. <laughs> Yo, tell so, me how bad how badass is Joel Kin Joel Kinnaman in this? Oh, he's awesome, man. I mean, he's definitely he doesn't take any shit from anybody, which is what I like. You know, he, he yeah. lays it all on the table. He's like, this is what you bought. If you don't like it, cool. If you don't like my line of questioning, he's like, then, you know, you can basically put me back. You can, you know, you can freeze me again right now. You know, he's like, I really don't care. He's like, I don't care. He's like, they're going to, I'm going to wake up again in another hundred years or, you know, he's, he just, I feel like he's mentally done, but he'll do what he has to do to survive. If need be, he'll get the job done. Right. So, and I think he's. As far as like the fighting goes, like the choreography, I thought was pretty good too. So I'm 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 into it. Yeah, man. But, um, Glad you like it, man. Yeah, man. I'm I definitely like it. I'm gonna keep watching it, um, even though I didn't get a chance to finish it uh, yet. But I, I I am gonna definitely continue. Um, so we kind of talked about last episode. Um, you know, there was a movie that you know you and uh, uh, Lige watched. He was a younger guy, and he had never seen ET before. Um, so got me thinking. This is like a sci-fi episode. Even though ET could have definitely fallen into that sci-fi category, um, I've been watching on Disney Plus um, a childhood favorite movie of mine, which definitely falls into sci-fi, which would be Flight of the Navigator. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming that you've seen this movie. Um, um, I had never seen the movie before, but watched the movie as homework for this show. And what did you think, man? 
I liked it. Yeah. It's really I good. It's it. A, it was it's fun. a fun movie. Yeah. It was super fun. Um, the first thing that jumped out at me was the very beginning of the movie when the kid called him. I think he called him or the dog stupid. Oh, and yo. He was my like, oh, no, he's not stupid. And then he was like, he was like, well, how about retarded? How's that? And I, and I was like, whoa, that wouldn't work in today's cinema. <laughs> you know, it's funny, dude. It's so funny that you said that because we like Becca's not familiar with this movie and she she watched it like a long time ago with me and like she just like she got bored she fell asleep and so she's not she's, I'm she's not as familiar with it as me but she watched the first scene again and that was one of the things he's like oh he's a stupid dog and he's like don't call him stupid how about retarded and she's like oh damn <laughs> and I was like and I was like yeah it just shows you man it was like legit like early 80s you know, like where that word was, you know, not what people make it out to be today. You know what I mean? Like it was just, right. you know, just another uh, word that was used. And people take, I think, a lot of offense to it today, which I I personally, I whatever. But so so um, Elijah watched it with me. Yeah. What did he uh, say? <laughs> one of the things that he said that really fucking made me laugh, like especially on the inside, because I was thinking the same thing is uh when so this is when uh jennifer rides by and then goes and gets on the boat yeah and he runs to his room and fucking grabs his telescope and starts like staring at her through the telescope and elijah went whoa 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 <laughs> he goes he goes <laughs> creepy much <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, but I mean, yeah, dude, this any this kid's a straight up fucking stalker, man. Like, what the fuck? And then his dad comes in, and he's just like, "Hey, what you looking at, son?" He's like, "Boats," and he's like, "Let me see." And he's and then his dad's like, "Hey, <laughs> no, he's have not, you talk, dude. Have you have you have you talked to her yet?" <laughs> well, no. I mean, I dude, I don't know. I didn't think that was creepy. I mean, I've actually had like, you know, crushes when I was younger, and like, yeah, you definitely. You know, you you try to find a way to look at them without them knowing that you're looking because it's you're like attracted to them. I didn't think that was actually like a weird moment. I mean, he's a little, he's a younger kid with a crush. I, the the one thing I think that's that's weird about that, and I've noticed it when I've watched it back, is when her when his father looks through, she's like looking directly at the telescope. <laughs> and I was like, like she like she's like smiling for David. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, but but seriously though, like I felt like like in that moment, especially because Lige like kind of put it in my head, like at that moment, I felt like this was like the prequel to you. Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of watch, I saw the second season. That was good. I um, haven't watched the second but season not, for that yet, but yeah, it's 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 good, man. I'd like to know that's something you should watch. Uh, watch that for next uh, next two weeks, man. Watch the second season of you. Um. And we yeah, can I talk will. about it. Um, but no, man. I mean, Flight of the Navigator, it, I think that's one of the... It's the first movie I, I, I ever saw um, as a kid that involved the concept of like UFOs. And for me, that was really fun. Um, it was super interesting to me. Like, And I think that's where my fascination with UFOs came from. Um, I do find it funny that like the voice of Max um, is Paul Rubens, uh, who's, you know, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. And you uh -huh. can, and it's funny because like the, I always thought it was two different, two different people, you know, like the guy who sounded more like a robot and then 
Paul Rubens, but it's Paul Rubens. He just like talks more robotic for the first half. And then once he gains, you know, data from David's brain, he picks up kind of like a more human persona. So, right. um, and I thought that was cool. Um, but oh, that yeah, kid I mean, had a death a... grip on that little alien too. I was like, yo, that little alien's going to die. Like <laughs> he was, he was like waving him around in his fist. Like, I'm like, bro, like chill. Like that, that shit's probably delicate, man. Like, <laughs> oh, the, uh, what is that? The, the puck Marin thing you had or whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I also think it's really funny. The, um, he's like, what's in here? And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like a big eye. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh no no! It was like ay 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 ay. Then it's like yay yay yay. He's like That was uh that was cool. Um, I don't know what I mean. What I mean, I really like the fact. I think that the coolest... little motherfucker ate his hat. Like oh yeah, that thing just like that could have <laughs> been your head, David. I like um I really I think the coolest thing about this uh this um movie for me is a couple things that stand out. I like the way that the 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 craft actually goes from a third class maneuver to a first class maneuver and changes shape and just looks like yeah, a that spear that bullets through. I mean, like, I think that's really cool. Um, there's a lot of things that I picked up, like, you know, as as an adult that I didn't understand when I was a kid, like when he's like, just get us out of here. Like, I got to go take us 20 miles from here. And it shoots up into space and stops. And then they check on the computers and this guy's like, oh, it just shot up over Mach 10. And I'm like, Mach 10? Like, you have any idea how fast that is? I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't grasp that concept when I was a kid. You know? Right. It was like, oh, Mach 10 when you was a kid. It was like, oh, yeah. Huh. Mach 10, yeah. cool. Yeah, I don't now know what like, that is. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Now it actually definitely made some sense. Like, it, it, uh, I think the other thing for me is I didn't realize this up until a couple of weeks ago is that the, um, it was one of, the first movies that uh, Alan Silvestri did the music for, which was mm -hmm. really great. He's done like a ton of movies, but this was one of his first. And it's really like filled with like 80s, like synthesizers and stuff like that, which had like a lot of cool, like 80s, like music to it, which I thought was dope. Um, and one of the cool things, too, is that my daughter, she's really into um, like she likes the beginning of the Lion King, and so I was trying to find like different things she can watch with animals. She loves the beginning of Flight of the Nav Flight of the Navigator, where the dogs are jumping up and catching the frisbees. <laughs> so I can like continually watch this scene. But um, but yeah, man, I think I think it's a great movie. Um, it does a really good job of playing with the concept of time too, like time travel is right. involved. So um, I was talking to my cousin about this the other day too. I think it has. If we were to talk about traveling through like different dimensions and like what like uh, like time travel, I think would look like, I feel like this is probably one of the better interpretations of what time travel would look like is where he, he he's like, oh, it's risky. You know, like we, I didn't take you back in time because your body, your, your human body might not be able to handle it. It's fragile. And he's like, I don't care do it anyway. And then he, you see the ship go into space disappear as it goes into another dimension. And then it's like in this 
weird place where it's like it looks like the sky and the floor are very close together and there's just lightning bolts being shot between it and the spaceship is like traveling at like wicked high speeds like through this these lightning bolts that are just like it's it's crazy and then all of a sudden he ends up like back eight years where he was supposed to be and i was like that's a really cool depiction of what time travel might look like you know if you're entering like another dimension it was like a really unique depiction of it so i thought that was cool too those are things that just stand out to me i know i'm going on on a rambling there but i love that movie yeah like i if i was him once i got back i'd be looking for uh for caroline caroline or you mean jennifer <laughs> oh wasn't it caroline isn't that her name carol caroline no you mean like the 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 girl that drove by on the bike no i mean the girl that uh sarah jessica parker played Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was I think that was her name. I don't know if it was Caroline. Maybe it was. Oh, Carolyn. Yeah, Carolyn. Carolyn. There you go. Carolyn McAdams. That's was her name. Because yeah. he already knows that she thinks he's cute, and it's like a slam dunk. It's just like, yo, I just go find her, and that's it. Yeah, he probably could, man. I mean, but yeah. but especially but now, now that like you know they'd be around the same age now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, Jennifer. Still rode by on the bike a couple hours ago. <laughs> so he's... yeah, but yeah, but she's so she's so eight years ago though. Like <laughs> she she's so eight years ago, or like five days ago. <laughs> like like, yeah. could you actually think about like you know where he is now? Yeah, but like know. in his mind, like he knows, like he knows that Car- that Carolyn is gonna be a smoke show at twenty. Yeah, yeah, and thinks he's cute. Yeah, so, but we but we know what Sarah Jessica Parker looks like now. So is it a win? <laughs> but we know. That's what we know. That's what we know. Yeah, I'm just He saying. doesn't know that. He doesn't know that. Oh man. <laughs> so, oh shit. Well, and I don't know, knows, man. And who knows how Jer- Sarah Jessica Parker would work out if like, you know, she wasn't you know, happily fucking married and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know who she's married to, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah, Ferris Bueller. Yeah, dude. Matthew Broderick. (laughs) Yeah. They're so in love. Yeah, man. So, hey, you know, that's what you get for skipping school. Um, Yo, (laughs) you actually checked out The Expanse, man. That was something that you were, like, aiming to check out. What'd you think? Yeah, I've been wanting to check it out. And this was another show that I had tried before and really didn't get into because, again, I was not really paying attention to what was going on. It was like just in the background because I like to do that a lot. You always ask me, like, how do you watch so much stuff? And my answer is always like, I just fucking do. And a lot of that just is me like, you know, watching stuff while I'm doing other stuff and just keeping an eye on, you know, the TV when interesting shit happens. And a lot of shows lend themselves to that, like, method of viewing where you can do that and get the get the full effect. Um, shows like Altered Carbon and The Expanse, you cannot do that with. Um, the Expanse, I would liken to uh, Game of Thrones. It's like Game of Thrones in space instead of in a fantasy setting. Yeah. There's no White Walkers or any any of that shit, as far as I can see yet. Um, but in the first, I've I've watched the first three episodes, and so far it's literally like just most. It's very politically driven, 
Um, and then there's also like some other subplots going on. So you have like this this, uh, this group of like space explorers that got stranded in space because their main vessel got destroyed by pirates. Um, so they're basically like, you know, in space, uh, stranded, trying to figure out how to get back home. They get kidnapped. Well, not kidnapped, but captured by a, uh, you know, a rival faction um, because Earth and Mars are at odds with each other. And there's like political intrigue there. So it's very political. Um, but then you also have this other subplot where you have uh, Thomas Jane's character. Um, he's a uh, he's like a detective or whatever. And he's like looking for this girl that was uh, that's gone missing. Yeah. Um, so like he's he's going through this whole thing and they're following him on that. Um, then there's another girl who's whose son gets kidnapped by these like uh, drug dealers that she was working for that, you know, they, she has to do a job for them in order to get her kid back. And then there's like, like I said, there's this whole political thing between Mars and earth and there are miners. Uh, there's these people called belters. Uh, and, you know, they basically live in the belt, which is uh, a group, like it's just a group of uh, space stations that, you know, are, are scattered across the galaxy and shit. Um, so it's like it's just this really dense story. It's something that you have to pay attention to in order to grasp everything. And like it's it's fun to watch. So like the the episodes don't go by slowly; they go by pretty quick because um, there's lots of shit going on. I would say that this is the closest thing that you would get to an aliens TV show. Okay. Without without actually having aliens in it. So like if you were just following like the you know the corporations and the uh, the way that Earth was expanding and colonizing and how you know you know space travel you know has become a huge part of you know our our trade and our uh, our existence like all of those things combined like from aliens are pretty much. Uh, you know, what you're getting in this show minus the actual xenomorphs. All right. That's, that's, that's my best, that's my best like description of what this show is. Yeah. I mean, it definitely seems like a show I, I would want to check out. Um, I mean, I like the way you're comparing it to aliens because removing like the xenomorph like element, it, seems like it becomes more about the people mm-hmm. than you know what they're up against and like their relationship yeah exactly exactly like when you watch aliens like aliens is dope because it's a horror movie and it's and you know something's gonna fucking happen with these aliens and they're gonna fuck people up and people are gonna have alien chest busters come out of their bodies and shit like all of those things are what draws you to the alien movies but when you watch aliens like you know that humans have come such a long way that we've actually adopted space travel and there are these corporations and there's all these little political things going on these little these weird intriguing like you know like different sects and uh like groups of people and shit like that that interact with each other there's that prison planet and shit it's like there's so many other little things in aliens and like you have to wonder while you're watching this like hey how did we get to this point hey what's life like on earth right now and it's like 
that's what this show uh, it had this show i'm not saying the show has anything to do with the aliens uh franchise for the mm-hmm. listeners anyway like i just want you all to be clear on that like i'm not saying that this is what is going on around the you know behind the scenes and aliens like that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying like if you were to do something like that and try to like expand that universe and try and see what's going on this is what you would get i think i think you would get something very close to the expanse yeah you know the way you're describing it also kind of it reminds me of like how the walking dead isn't about zombies really it's about the people you know so kind of the same thing interacting with different you know um you know groups and so forth so yeah man i mean i definitely would want to check it out um yeah i would say say this is one of those very rare sci-fi shows that i would put in the same category as battlestar galactica which was amazing Mm -hmm. um I'd put this in the same category as a Game of Thrones, like for what Game of Thrones did for the fantasy genre. This does for the sci-fi genre. Um, I would put this in the same in the same category and same grouping as a Walking Dead, like you just said. Like that's that's how dope this show is. It's very very deep, very fleshed out. Matter of fact, I was doing a little research. I found out that this show was actually started. It, the whole concept started off as a um, as an MMO RPG. Um, so it was going to be like a, a an online role playing game uh, that was supposed to come out for people like computer users and shit like that, and you can get online and you could play these characters and shit. Then it became novels, and then those novels became worked into a TV show. So the the people the showrunners they had everything laid out for them. They had an entire map of this universe because in order to build a, a, a massively multi a massive multiplayer uh, online role playing game. You have to have this Bible and this world built so that you could travel to all these different places and do all these different things, have all these different jobs and skills and all this shit to build up your character. Well, they had all this. They had all this shit mapped out for them. So all they had to do was just write the characters and let them do their thing. And it shows that it shows because it's super deep, man. It's a super, super deep show. Yeah, man, I, I, I definitely going to check this out. It seems awesome. I, the more you talk about it, it, it actually seems really cool. And I've heard about oh, shit, it for man. a Thomas while. Thomas Jane. Yeah, and Thomas Jane, dude. I think he's I think he's a good actor. I mean, I remember watching that show, uh, Hung, that he was in. It was like a couple seasons, but I mean, Shit's that hilarious. was good. Yeah, I mean, The Mist, Deep Blue Sea. I mean, I don't know, dude. I've always been a fan of his. Um, so... Uh, and, and you mentioned uh, Alien, and for some reason I just remade this connection. Um, bringing it full circle. So the, uh, the actress, um, Veronica Cartwright, who actually played Lambert in alien. She's the one who, I don't know if you remember it, uh, vividly enough, but when the chestburster scene happens in the first, uh, you know, the first time it comes out of John Hurt, you see his chest explode and the blood hits this woman in the face and she kind of screams. That is the same actress who played David's mother in flight of the navigator. So just to bring that oh shit full circle yeah <laughs> so I like wow yeah and I remember kind of like seeing like seeing her when I was like as I got older and I was like oh my god that's because you know I saw the movie when I was so young but then I saw Alien when I got older so when I kind of remade that connection that's kind of cool um, nice yeah man um, but some interesting news actually came out uh, this past week uh, that I wanted to kind of just throw out there and it does have a connection to. Um, something you guys could stream. Um, so the Pentagon um, recently, uh, I mean, and this is legit news. It was on New York Times and all that. Uh, the Pentagon basically 
came out and said that they declassified um, two UF video, UFO videos um, and admitted that they are real videos, um, that they don't know what the craft is. Um, but, you know, it's something that they have been researching for a long time. So nothing that, um, you know, UFOologists are surprised about, nothing that, um, you know, people that are, that are into this, you know, universe are, for lack of a better word, are, um, you know, surprised about. But I think to the general public, if you didn't know anything about this, anytime the Pentagon kind of comes out and declassifies something like this, it makes headlines uh, because, you know, it's these are things that the government has been trying to cover up for years. So when it declassifies things, it admits that they are real footage. It brings light to, you know, this whole possibility that there are unidentified flying objects out there and, and we don't exactly know what they are. Um, now, the craft that they did see um, is famously known as like the Tic Tac craft. Um, and you can actually check out the video of it on YouTube. Um, if you look up Commander Fravor, um, he has actually been on the Joe Rogan podcast, which you can stream on YouTube. Um, if you have Apple TV or, you know, you can stream it on your big screen TV, uh, you can stream it on your phone anywhere, stream YouTube. Um, you can look up the Joe Rogan experience, um, Commander Fravor, and he literally, they pull up the video and he walks you through step by step what he saw. And he is the guy who actually is the, the jet, you know, uh, pilot who chased this thing and saw the way it moved and said, it's obviously nothing. We don't have any type of technology that like that. Um, the other thing that references this video is, um, there's actually another great documentary out there. If you haven't watched it, um, I would highly recommend it. It's probably my favorite, um, documentary, surrounding this uh this phenomena is it's called bob lazar area 51 and flying saucers and this guy claims that he worked on flying saucers in uh, a place called s4 which is very close by to area 51 and he kind of left and kind of became like one of the main whistleblowers that you know he's working on this type of technology so but he references in his documentary and joe rogan had him on his podcast he references that him and Commander Fravor actually have met and they've talked about this um, and they both, you know, he admitted that this seems like the type of technology that he worked on and they just discussed like how it moved. And it's really crazy to just see how all these connections are being made. Um, I, I mean, Cooley, I, I'm, this is pretty cool. I mean, I, I sent you the article. Um, I'm just curious to have you have you heard about this? I mean, a video before, like, do you know anything about it? Well, I mean, Trump said that this video was some some dope shit, so I I checked it out. Um, <laughs> Trump said that. <laughs> well, yeah, he he's he, Trump was like, "Hey, you gotta check this video out. It's pretty fucking dope." Um, yeah, sure. Like maybe maybe not in those words, but no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't. First of all, I. I I'm making that shit up. I, he, he said he said something about the video at some point, but whatever. Um, second, I watched the video, and because because Trump told me to, uh, yeah. that that part <laughs> that part was true. Uh, so I, I watched the video, and I'm intrigued, man. Like, I, I it's interesting. I found it to be. Listen here. Here's here's my here's my 
fucking assessment of yeah. what this does. This makes me say, okay, this was not doctored video footage. This was actual video footage. This was real. Now the question is, what was it? Is it aliens? Is it the Russians? Is it fucking, you know, some other, you know, superpower country that can, you know, that's been working on shit like this? I mean, like, I don't know what it is, but it's real. And now comes the fun part where now I can start letting my mind wander and start thinking about different things where normally I would not let my mind wander i would just be like that video is bullshit that video is not real that video is doctored it's it's uh you know it's something it's something else it's a fucking you know a a trick it's a it's no it's a hallucination it's like you know it's a fucking illusion whatever but in this instance where we can say okay well this video is the pentagon is saying that it's real yeah I'm not saying I believe everything the Pentagon says, but when they say some shit is real, like this, where it's like the shit that they should be covering up or would normally cover up, then I'm like, okay, well, then cool. Like, this is real shit, right? Like, this is actually a real fucking video. I mean, that's definitely a a cool way to look at it. I know from your angle. I mean, because if the Pentagon's saying that it's a real video, I mean, you kind of have to accept that it is real. I mean, you don't have to accept that. But I mean, like, come on, they're pretty much telling you that it's real. I think... Right. It, I mean, I will say this. If you're looking at this video, it's basically taking from like an like an aircraft like screen that, that was recorded. So there's all this like stuff on the screen that like if you're not familiar with this or trained, you're not going to understand what any of it means. So it might not mean shit to you. But if you actually watch um, the Joe Rogan podcast where they have uh, um, Lieutenant Fravor on, he goes through this video step by step and explains what everything means on the screen and why it is so unbelievable. So, and, and why it doesn't make sense how this thing was moving and how it basically kind of just dematerializes and then like reappears in another area. Like it's it, you're losing sight of it. And then it almost like jumps. It's kind of like Joe Rogan made a really great um, comparison. He said that, um, you know, like he t- he was talking about the Bob Lazar uh, video where he had filmed f- footage and that he was like the best way to describe it. He's like, if you take a laser pointer and you shine it on the wall and you move the laser pointer around fast in any direction, that's the way these crafts move. Like we don't have anything that moves in those directions that quickly on like right angles without actually that could cause like major damage to the people inside. He's like, we don't have anything that moves like that that fast. So when you see videos of things like that, we don't have technology that can do that yet. So I don't know. I've, I find it interesting. You know, I've always been interested in that video. It's cool that the Pentagon came out and said that. But, you know, uh, stream the video on YouTube. Um, stream the podcast that I mentioned. You'll be able to see all the footage. Uh, but you can see the documentary on Netflix, which is great. Um, and you can see uh, the Joe Rogan stuff on YouTube. Uh, which, you know, obviously you can stream from any device. So definitely, definitely check that out. Um, another odd thing, uh, this is just kind of a side note, and this is something that I saw today and I talked to you about it. I'm not saying that it's anything, but it's relevant because it was actually, um, if anybody has, if any of you have an Apple TV, and I'm assuming that, that many people who listen to this do, 
Um, if you leave the Apple TV on for a certain amount of time, you're not watching anything. These screensavers actually pop up. And there was one that popped up today and I happened to just like glance at it. And I was like, what the hell is that? Like, that doesn't really make much sense. I'm not saying it's a UFO. I don't know what it is. I'm just saying that's very odd. So, um, and I can actually post it on our, uh, on my Instagram. Um, so Tony underscore Emerald underscore the third, check it out. Um, but basically, uh, I sent you the images coolly. It's a, uh, it's, it's basically like a satellite, like almost like, I don't know, satellite NASA footage that Apple got where they're hovering almost like the stratosphere of the earth. And you can see like the clouds, you can see there were some of the clouds that actually had kind of like lightning at some points, but there's actually this, one spot where it looks like like these red orange kind of lights but they're triangular in shape um and they're kind of grouped together um and there's one on the left side of the screen and then i sent you three images and then there's one all the way to the right side of the screen in the top right beneath the clouds um that one actually looks more like a cylinder when you zoom in on it i really don't know what those are um, I mean, now that I'm looking at it, man, you know what it could be? It could be, it could be something that's higher than a satellite. And that's actually a satellite. Now that I look at it, that, that might be exactly what that is. A satellite that's kind of orbiting, but I'm also thinking like the stuff that, that captured these images is a satellite. So, and I would assume that a satellite is a little bit higher, but who knows? I mean, that, that looks like that's what it could be. But it's, I'm, like I said, I'm not saying it's a UFO, but it was just very interesting. So I can post the images. You can kind of see what you think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I looked at it, and I I, I don't know. I, I, I first thought it was Vegas or whatever. But, <laughs> yeah, but I, I was mean. like, I'm like, dude, if you can see, if Vegas is that big from space, then, like, <laughs> like Vegas is fucking huge. <laughs> I was just like, yo, it ain't Vegas, bro. <laughs> but uh That's the most know, candy man, ass like, fucking answer I've ever heard. <laughs> yo, it's Vegas. <laughs> fucking volcano or some shit. I don't know. Like, that's I what I thought, fun. man. I was like the tip of a volcano, that's a big ass volcano, bro. It's like the size of Texas. <laughs> so, so I mean think about how high that is, man. And by the way, like, dude, just look at the screensaver. The earth is flat my ass. <laughs> I mean, like you're looking at the curvature of it right there. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's because it's a fisheye lens, bro. Oh yeah, that's what it is—the fisheye lens. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Oh my god, people. <laughs> anyway, well, that's all I got, man. Um, I would say next uh, in two weeks, man. Make sure you're ready to talk about the second season of You. I'd like to see what you think about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. You got anything you want me to check out? That you know I should watch, man? I mean, I'm sure you do. Bro. Bro. <laughs> Bro. I mentioned it in a text message. I got to say, man, you got to watch hashtag black, is, black AF, which is basically black as fuck. Yeah, uh, I saw that. That shit. Dude, I was crying. I was crying. It was so funny. To me, anyway. I was able to relate to everything that came out this guy's mouth. He's literally an exaggerated version of me. But let me ask you this. And, I, and like, is it, 
I mean, it seems, I mean, is it geared towards a specific demographic? Like you found it funny, but I might not find it as funny as you did. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> Let's find out I knew out that together. was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I'm like, what's the best way I, I mean, can say this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, chances are, chances are there are going to be things that, that you might be like, like not able to relate to, but there are going to be a ton of things that you're going to be able to look at and see and say, Oh shit, that's fucking hilarious because I've seen people do this, right? Like this is the shit that this is, this is the shit that makes great comedy for me is shit that I, you can look at and you can be like, dude, like I know somebody just like this guy, right? Like you get like, you will laugh. Just from seeing this guy and being like, dude, I've had this conversation with Cooley like 25 times already. Like, right. like just from that alone, you ha- it's like six degrees of separation, man. Like you would have some kind of fucking way to relate to this. You know what I mean? In, in some way, shape or form. Well, I know that you said that about um, uh, what was it that it was that show Blackish and like I like I watched it, man. I watched it when it first came out. And I thought some things were funny, but I feel like a lot of those things were definitely funnier if you, if you were black or if you like you, dude, you pointed out things to me that you thought were hilarious and I knew what you were talking about, but like, I thought it was funny, but not as funny as you did. So I'm interested to see if this is going to have kind of the same kind of flavor. I mean, it, it might be, man, cause you guys were talking about it and like, uh, I was involved in that group text and you were both going back and forth about it. So. I mean, I definitely want to check it out. So it seems Who, like it could be Which fine. one? Wait, is that the same thing you were talking about with Ryan McCarthy or no? No, 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 no. That. Oh, that was different. What was that? I don't know. You basically oh, were going back and yeah, forth. Yeah, what we do in the shadows. Oh, all right. Never shadows. mind. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, that's a different show. That show is fucking hilarious, too. So if you can watch that, watch that. But Yeah, because I skimmed through those text messages. I was on that parade. So. <laughs> So I couldn't really read in depth what you guys were talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I the the one that you guys were talking about that you said was super funny. Um, I want to look into. Um, yeah, that one's hilarious too. But I'll definitely check this out. Um, I watched uh, I watched more and more of Shit's Creek. I'm into like the uh, last half of the second season. Man, that shit is getting so much more funny. Dude, like, it's fucking hilarious. It really is, dude. Like it's. That show is a slow burn. I know that we talked about it, but like if you're dedicated and you can blow through the episodes because they do go by very quick, they feel like 15 minute episodes. But like when you start blowing through them, uh, they you start to really just like understand where the characters are coming from. And that's when it becomes more and more funny. My favorite characters, David and Stevie, like they are my two favorite characters. They're just ultra sarcastic. So (laughs) I really like Alexa, too. Yeah, she's just clueless, man. She's so yeah, clueless. She's fucking hilarious, kid. <laughs> so, oh man. So yeah. Anyway, well, that's all I got, man. You got anything else? Not me. Nope. 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 Word, man. Well, uh, this would be our third episode. Check us out in uh, two weeks for our fourth. And hey, guys, everybody, stay safe. Uh, you know, keep social distancing, do whatever you got to do, man, to stay protected. Um, you know, it's, um, I know being in isolation and being in quarantine sucks and feels like it's never going to end, but it will end and we'll get through this and just stay busy. So that's all I got.
Yeah, man. If you ever, if you ever want to have a chat, man, 800-922-9999. Choose option five. <laughs> Isn't that Citizens Bank? <laughs> ah, man, come on. <laughs> Trying to make people call Citizens Bank. It's a prank. You just fucked it all up. No, man. I thought you were talking about <laughs> AppleCare. <laughs> I thought you were talking about AppleCare. <laughs> I was like, yo, you just gave people the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> Dial option five. <laughs> is it yo? Is it fucked up? Did I know that number by heart? <laughs> I don't think you expected yeah. that. <laughs> no. Oh man. All right. Well, the only reason why I know it by said... heart is because I used to work there. Oh yeah, that's right, man. Oh shit. Oh, shit. All right. Well, we will catch you guys in two weeks, and uh, that's all we got. All right. Peace. Later. <laughs>